Hello everyone and welcome to the future. It's, as we all know, metal paving stones and shops are really shiny now, aren't they? <laughs> uh, welcome to 2004. Yes, that's right, the future. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually 2010 now, isn't it? Yes. Which is crazy because I think of that as the future. You probably thought that of that as the future as well. So where's yeah. the new future? I guess uh, for me, it's when my kids will be where I am now. So it's like 2030, 2040, yeah. that range. Yeah, 2030, 2042. Anyway, I'm going too far. Uh, I'm Elton Manus. <laughs> I'm in England. And joining me with his dulcet tones and buxom, buxom wench style is <laughs> Scott Copperman. How are you? Very good. Hello, everybody. So, yeah, here we are. And you called it 2010? And uh, there's quite a bit of controversy over here. Not controversy, controversy, but it gets way too much discussion on the news and on the radio and such, whether it should be called 2010 or 2010. Yeah, that's the... Uh, my kid's school's already had that as well. He's come over and said to me, what do you say? Do you say 2010 or 2010? Really, is that the most important thing that everyone's thinking <laughs> of at the moment? It's stupid. <laughs> it's numbers. It's funny though because I I understand you know we went all through the last century go, calling it 1930, 1940, 1972, 1989. It wasn't 1,900. No. But we did spend the last ten years going thousand. We didn't say twenty odd, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. No, I think it should be twenty ten in my personal opinion. It was always nineteen forty seven or nineteen ninety two. Well, I think that that's where it changes is once you get to like 10 and up because I, I think in the year like 1901 1902 or let's say 1900 it was probably called 1900 yeah I don't know I wonder what they called it I also don't have much patience for this whole well the decade is supposed to end on January 1st 2011 not January 1st 2010 oh see that is a load of rubbish that's people saying, oh, you, you don't start counting from one, do you? You start counting from zero, but or is it the other way around? Well, they're saying it the other way around. But that's, the part that irritates me is not so much that someone has that opinion, but someone will say, well, this is the top 30 albums of the decade or the top five moments in sports. or And then they make their whole case, and then some tool, instead of <laughs> participating in the conversation, goes, well, it's not even really a whole decade. Like, We're not talking. Fine. Over the last 10 years, <laughs> these are the top 50. Do you really need to completely derail the conversation to sit there and say, I refuse to participate because this is not a full decade? Or Yeah, you have always had the morons around the uh, the, the millennium. I yeah. can't say that word, millennium. Uh, they're always the, the little winos who are, oh, it's not actually the start of the new century. That starts next year. No, no. I, I understand I start counting from, I go, one, two, three. So that's where their their point is from, mm -hmm. but no, it swapped over from 1999 to 2000. You morons! It gets a life, fools. Anyway, I I haven't stopped eating <laughs> since Christmas Day. It feels horrible. I feel bloated. I feel slow and more than usual, and a bit drained, and a bit fat. And have you gone sledging? Yes, we have. We saw some old ladies and we started hurling abuse at them earlier on. What's with the G in sledging? The, the extra G. I keep seeing that on Twitter. S-L-E-D-G-I-N-G. 
Isn't that how you spell it? I would call it sledding. Two D's, double D. Really? Yeah. Well, how how do you how do you sled then? You ride your sled. Do you sledge on a sled? Mm, um, you go skiing. You don't go skidging. <laughs> um, you've never been skidging before. Oh, pity you. Snowboarding. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, that's wicked. I haven't tried that though. Yeah, I saw some kids uh, trying it on. They they got their um uh skateboard out. They took all the trucks off of it, and they were trying to snowboard down there, and I think they damaged a couple of cars down our road. <laughs> yeah, I think they'll be sorry when spring comes. They try to put it all back together, and they're like, wait a minute. I don't, I'm missing some pieces. This doesn't fit anymore. Yeah. Anyway, uh, through this episode, I will be eating the last of the uh, coin money chocolates, the white chocolates. So if you hear little wrappers moving around, that's me. <laughs> I apologize. I just can't stop eating. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I bet we we should talk about the white stuff that falls from the sky. Ones claiming about. Do you remember when we first started this uh, podcast mm-hmm. in February last year, and we had a big downpour and I couldn't get to work and everyone was moaning and it's exactly the same again. Yeah, no one's prepared for it. You fools! <laughs> they just don't learn. No, it's just not worth plowing the money into it. To be honest, we had one storm right before Christmas. It was quite a bit of snow. It was a good uh, half meter of snow. And uh, the paper today was saying, you better hope there's no more snow because we spent all our money, all the budget on cleaning the streets and stuff. And that big storm, all the overtime they had to use. It was about three days of snow. So Three days. How much did you have again? We had, I think we had 21 inches. Fuck yeah. But it was luckily like a powdery kind of... What I actually did... Uh, <laughs> I would go out, and because the wind was so fierce, I stood upwind, and rather than cart the snow somewhere and make a pile, because I knew I'd have to go back and forth so many times, and, and also there was no place to put the snow, I literally just threw it in the air, these shovelfuls of snow, <laughs> and uh, and they blew. I, right next door to us is... Um, or downwind is a bike path and a bunch of trees and stuff before the next neighbor. So I would have been real upset if someone on the other side of me did that because all the snow would blow on my house. But yeah, I was out there in the driveway, went out six times to shovel over like a 30-hour period, and I just went and lifted up, hucked it as high as I could in the air, and watched it land about 18 feet away. Mommy, Mr. Copperman's gone crazy again. I know. He's throwing snow up in the air, trying to make it snow. So did you have the uh, the crap snow that you can't make snowmen out of, where it's just really powdery, and if you have a snowball fight, you you make your snowball, you throw it at someone, and as it leaves your hand, it just goes poof, and it, it's like you're throwing a snow shower at someone instead of a ball hitting them square in the mush. We did. We had a little bit of rain, just over freezing rain shortly after, so that kind of made it a little bit wetter, so the kids could go and play and make forts and stuff. But Yeah. It's the wind has just made it awful. No one wants to be outside. I couldn't do that. I've got cold blood, so there's no chance I could actually do that. I'm cold now. I get in my van as soon as I put the van on. Heat is going full blast, and that's it for the rest of the day. They're on. <laughs> that's how my wife is. She's like always under a blanket and wants the heat up. And so, uh, what did you get for Christmas then this year? Did you get anything nice or rubbish? Uh, well, I got a a couple of nice nice gifts and. We had unfortunately lost a camera and a GPS right before Christmas, so and we were kind of had obligations that we had to replace them for. Mm-hmm. So we bought that and just kind of counted that as main gifts. 
Um, one cool thing was from my son. I we played the Madden football games, Madden American football. Yep. And uh, we've been playing an older version of the game because the controls are kind of simple. But he's getting old enough that he knows the players and he recognizes that <laughs> the game is outdated. So he went and bought the most recent version for us to play. How old was your version that you was playing? It wasn't the real, real old ones on the Mega Drive, was it? No, this was uh, four years old. So, well, the, yeah, the data was from four or five years ago. The players on his favorite team now were rookies or backups. They, it, it was a little bit different. But the big key is, it's called John Madden Football. John Madden is a famous sportscaster here. Yeah. And so, while you play the game, you know they have the the fake commentary, and you hear him go like, "Well, that's a great hit." And that's the play I would choose, and little things like that. So here on John John Madden Football, they use a different announcer <laughs> for for his game. It's not him. It's Chris, Chris Collinsworth. Oh, so is that because didn't uh, John Madden retire from uh, the commentary? Yes, I would think though. It's you can almost take the same things you have on file from uh, last year. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you change a couple of names. It's he probably sits there and and they have a list of things. Okay, say good job, say bad job, say one, say two, say three, and the computer mix it all together to make it sound fluid. Even if he yeah, says ten thousand different phrases, it's hardly like a, a full time job. No, that's right. Yeah, they must have a bank of it over the years anyway. Yeah, so I would have thought they could just kind of get by, but maybe they've been doing that. Maybe maybe it's like in some of those movies, secretly, he, he hasn't contributed at all. It's all been some power-mad uh, son-in-law or something of his, you know, come father, it's time for you to do your job and simulate the fact that he's really in charge when he's not. Yeah. Creepy. <laughs> so anyway, it's Chris Collinsworth doing the commentary for John Madden Football, which seemed kind of odd. Yeah, because I spent hours around my friend's house playing... Uh... I think it's Madden 92 on the Mega Drive, mm-hmm. uh, and EA Hockey on the Mega Drive, and lots of, lots of other games very similar. EA were the big dogs at the time. Yeah. I, I don't think they are now, or in my personal opinion, I don't think they are. There's well, lots of people sledging me right now, or sledding me right now. <laughs> it depends on the, on the sport, because uh, there's 2K, but 2K Sports is the big rival here. And, like, for the Nintendo Wii, there is no hockey by EA Sports. Right. But on, like, a PlayStation, EA is considered the better hockey product. And then I think the FIFA game is only on EA. Right, okay. Well, the the real football game. Yeah, yeah I, don't, <laughs> I don't think there's a 2K sports version no. of that. What, what we have, or what I, I prefer, I prefer um, Pro Evolution Soccer over here. Uh I think in Japan it's called Winning Eleven, or Winning Seven Eleven, or something along them lines. I think, <laughs> but we we have either FIFA. You're either a FIFA man, or you're a Pro Evolution Soccer man. And I'm a Pro Evolution Soccer. It's not called PES. People call it PES to shorten it down, even though Pro Evolution is a short, shortened version of that of something else, which I can't really remember. Mm-hmm. But you have two camps. And they're bitter rivals. It's like Xbox and PlayStation. Now, in my opinion, the PlayStation's better. That's because I got one, mm-hmm. and I've played both consoles, so I know exactly what you know how they both work and 
what the niggles are on both and what the good stuff is on both. And I, I held out for the PlayStation to come out, so I stand my ground. And yeah, I, it's like my version of Mac. Mac is better, so the PlayStation's better. And once you go to PlayStation, you won't go back. That sort of thing. <laughs> but I, I'm definitely a, a pro Evo man, and FIFA. Ugh, I've played it, and frankly, it's rubbish. And the Pro Evo is my man. So, yeah, it's the same sort of thing. Same, different game, same premise over here yeah. as with your American football. Yeah, all right. Did you get anything exciting for Christmas? Um, my brother-in-law bought me a T-shirt to do with the podcast. Oh. And it's uh, on the front, it's, it's a, like a very light khaki green. It's got a picture of uh, bacon-flavoured lip balm on it. <laughs> and it underneath it, in very small letters, it's got bacon-flavoured lip balm. And on the back, big letters, it's not for docs. So I think <laughs> in future, when we start trying to take over the world in very some small snippet, then we'll print these T-shirts off and give them to our disciples. There you go. Who can wander around going, oh, look, bacon-flavoured lip balm. It'll be like having a secret handshake. Just, you know, yeah, they give a little nod and to, uh-huh. to, you know, touch the logo. You this. listen, aha! Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> get a scratch and sniff version as well <sighs> of bacon. <laughs> people rubbing up against people with the t-shirts. <laughs> and uh, one of my other prezies I got—it's not my worst present because I, c- I can't really remember what my worst present is. But it's definitely the strangest present I've ever received. Now. Let's cut to the chase. It's a shaving mug. Okay. Yeah. You, you ever seen a shaving mug? Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen one. I thought it was a teapot. <laughs> it's got like this little indentation at the very top. It's got five holes. Uh, obviously, that I think that's where you you put all your foam and whiz the brush around. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a cup, teapotty sort of thing. It's got a hand. It's got a spout as well. And I thought you put your tea bag in the top, poured hot water through it. The hot water went through the uh, holes. You poured a little bit of milk in there, and then you <laughs> pour it in the cups. And I had to go on the internet to find out what it was. But I've got one of them, and it's uh, emblazoned with the Beatles. So I'm I'm happy with it, definitely. I, I don't know if I'm ever going to use it, but it's going to take pride of place somewhere yeah. in my house. It's on a shelf up high, way up high. Uh, yeah, but so you can see it, so you can actually say, "Oh, look, it's there." But yeah, there, there's the two different scopes of my Christmas. <laughs> I had mentioned on one of our earlier podcasts that on my blog, that other page, I was going through different versions of the Twelve Days of Christmas. Yeah, you know, and, and everyone knows like the standard, you know, the partridge in a pear tree, two turtle doves, all that stuff. Um, yeah, and as I was poking around looking for my final couple versions. I found someone actually compiled how much it would cost to give someone all those gifts. Oh, okay. And I guess they do it every year, and it's it's called the Christmas Price Index. Okay. All right. So for this year, it would cost $87,042.81, which is only a 0.9% increase over last year's cost. Okay. <laughs> 
So, I mean, I guess the idea is that the cost comes from hiring personal servants to be your milkmaids or your well, yeah. drummers drumming and lords of leaping. How much does it cost for, was it nine lords of leaping? Because you're going to end up with quite a lot of gear anyway, aren't you? You're going to end up with 12 partridges in a pear tree, or 12 trees with partridges now, in. Uh, before we get into it, how do you interpret that? On the first day of Christmas, you get a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah. On the second day, you get two turtle doves. And a partridge in a pear tree. You get another partridge in a pear tree. So you, yeah, by the you, end, you have 12. Yeah, you end up with another um, tree with a partridge. And then the next day, I, I can't remember. Oh, mine's gone blank. <laughs> yeah, you have three French hens, another two turtle doves, and another partridge in a pear tree. Yeah, you're right. There's an article in Wallet Pop that says it would cost $87,042.81 to get all the Christmas gifts. Okay. Uh, there's this link, this PNC Christmas Price Index, which we'll put the link in the show notes. And what it does is it shows you, basically, over the last 26 years, what the price is of each of the gifts. So, for example, a partridge in a pear tree uh, in 1984 was $32.52. Right. <laughs> it was uh, $140 in 2001, dropped down to $77.50 in 2003. And this past year, it was $159.99. Let's see, the 12 drummers drumming. It says, the performance artists in the index have seen their wages steadily increase over the years. And they currently charge $2,475.20. How much? $2,000. I guess that's for 12. Yeah. $2,475.20. Whereas, in 1984, it was $834.47. You need a time machine to go back and get the old drummers. I know. Is it me, or does it seem weird talking about Christmas now? Yeah. It seems a bit long time ago, and seems a way bit weird. I have a problem with that, though, in general, because it's, it's like all of a sudden, boom, it's over. You know, the, the stores, boom, they're on to Valentine's Day. Yeah. I guess there's so much, bef- it's so front-heavy. You're basically gearing up for Christmas all through the month, and maybe even into November. Mm. I mean, right, what is it now? It's uh, maybe 10 days after Christmas? Oh, yeah, yeah. And it does feel weird to be talking about it, but 10 days before Christmas? Not at all the same way. No, that's right. Yeah, it just seems really weird. Even the, like uh, after Boxing Day, you know, hearing songs, I like them on. It just seems a little bit weird. I don't mind all the lights and stuff like that. That's why it should be the other way around. You should have New Year's. And then, well, hey, let's start the year with Christmas. Woohoo! <laughs> and one, when I take over, it will be converted that way, I think. But one year we'll have Christmas, then New Year, and then Christmas. We'll start the new thing straight away. First order of business. Yeah. Christmas in four days' time. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, one other bit of, of old news. I guess it was two podcasts ago. I had mentioned my son had his first crush and he was looking to give a present to a little girl in his class, and mm. there was some, some uh, stress about it. So I'll give you the rundown of what happened. It, you may remember there was this fear that we might miss the opportunity. So he was he was afraid she might not be there the last day of school or whatnot. So he went in two days before with the item in hand looking for that perfect opportunity. And he said to her, you know, if you have a chance before you leave today, I have a little something for you. I, I just want to give it to you. And so... He was all set to kind of wait till the end of the day, and then it turned out they watched the Polar Express. The whole school, for some reason, went to watch the Polar Express. Oh, I love that film. Well, I don't know why you're watching that in school, but 
so the whole school went to go watch it. So yeah, so now he's he's cleverly realizes I'm going to be in a large crowd. I don't want to do that there. So he finds an opportunity to give it to her before then. Says you know, open it on your way home. No dice. She opened it like <laughs> right away. Yeah, and he said she liked it, but it, you know it's. If you were in in uh, ninth grade, then you'd be sitting next to each other, holding hands, stuff like that. It was just kind of like <laughs> he didn't even know she opened it at first. And after the thing, she comes up and says, "I opened the thing. It was very nice. Thank you." Okay, job well done. He comes home. He's feeling good about himself. But they still have one more day of school, and this is where I was yeah. a little worried. You know what's going to happen? So he goes in the next day and comes back. I said, "Well, was she wearing the necklace?" And he said, "No." I said, "Oh, that's all right." I said, "Did she say anything to you?" And he said, uh, "She wanted to know how much it was." I was like, what? <laughs> now, I I had primed him for this. I was like, we had talked before. You just you don't tell someone how much the presents were, and and even how it would that be the parents? It's probably her parents, and it 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 wasn't gone. It was this little little tiny thing, so where it could have easily been on sale for like three or four dollars. Yeah, the one that the one that didn't have stones and hearts and stuff wasn't on sale, and it was like twelve. So we were like, you know. Less less than uh, two movie tickets. I think that's yeah. fine, and it's it's plain silver, very basic. But he told her. I was like, ah, oh, you told her, and he's like, I, I didn't know what to do. I said, well, did you tell her it was just something? Yeah, yeah, I told her we just want to give you something nice. Don't worry about it. All right, so he he's over home over the break. Goes back uh, earlier this week. Yeah, and uh, she didn't wear the necklace again. I was like, all right, well, Jay, you know, maybe she just doesn't like it or, or she's uncomfortable or whatever. And he said, oh, no, she said she really likes it. Well, that, that's nice she said that. And her mom wants to get me a present. It's <laughs> oh. like, oh, this is going wrong. So, And he politely said, no, really, you don't have to do that. I really was just, I just wanted to give you something nice because I think you're special. But don't yeah. worry about it. And as far as I know, you know, three or four days have gone by and, and it, that's kind of all it's been. And he did say the girl was like, I don't know why she wants to get you a present. And and I, all I can think of is that it's two groups of parents trying to handle this the right way, and the kids are misinterpreting things. Yeah. And really the girl was, maybe the mom said like, well, why don't, if you like him, why don't we get something for him too? And they're just not making connections. But I feel bad because this picture-perfect thing I had in my head that I wanted him to be able to experience is probably turned into something completely forgettable. Yeah, it was never going to work out the picture-perfect no. way, was it? No. Never. I The way I see it is, it's happened before, I think, and, you know, with me, I think I got one of my mates a present. I think we all... all uh, promised to get each other a present. This is this is when we was in primary school. Mm-hmm. We all promised to get each other a present, and I went up to my mum, dad, and said, "You know, I want, want to get them this." No, you're not getting that. That's blah 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 amount. And I was like, "Okay, um, what can I get them? Well, you can get this." And I was like, oh, okay, so like quarter the price. <laughs> okay, fine. But he's getting me this. No, he, he's not going to get you that. And you know, lo and behold, the day before uh, we break up from the school, I I get a big toy from him and I end up giving him I think it was um oh Jive Bunny he wanted the album and I got him the single <laughs> <laughs> it he, is he looked at it and went oh, you got me the single uh, well I wanted to get the album no you got me the single <laughs> it's tough even like they'll have uh, parties with like a a gift a grab bag kind of thing everyone put a five dollar thing in or 
Yeah. Like, don't spend more than $10. Even Simply Syndicated did the Secret Santa stuff and all. But mm-hmm. some people overpay for stuff, and some people can get a good deal, too. Yeah. I can understand your parents' perspective, and, and no matter what they thought, either way, you know, someone in the group, I'm sure, went, you know, one extreme and someone went another extreme. The whole album's kind of a lot for when you're little. That's, well, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like fifteen, twenty dollars, probably on DVD or CD. Well, it depends on what album as well. You know, Jacob, he's right into his Guns and Roses, but it has to be the best of because then you get all the the good stuff from everything, really. I suppose. Mm-hmm. And same as Green Day, he likes Green Day and bops around to that, but only only a certain couple of songs. You, know, you give him the album like Dookie or Nimrod, and he'll just be like, "Oh, look at my favorite song there," and he'll listen to that song. Mm-hmm. So, it's hard. It's hard. It is hard. And it's always well-intentioned. Sometimes you get someone, though, that you know just, like, threw something in there. That drives me nuts. When mm. um, Some of our biggest holiday arguments between my wife and I are, like, who deserves a well-thought-out present and who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like the babysitter. Well, I, I want to give the babysitter something nice. Oh, we'll just give her, like, a, you know, we'll just give her a gift card. Oh, I think I have gloves somewhere we can... No, I don't want to give her gloves. <laughs> I don't know. Should we move on to the um, the human bombast? Yes, we'll person. put the holidays to bed here. Yeah, that's it, no more Christmas, please. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, human bombast. Right, we've had loads and loads of emails and tweets and stuff like that on who wants to take up what part of the human that I'm going to be drawing at some point. Probably in like nine months' time when I get around to doing it, but uh, we've had lots and lots, so I'm quite happy. I'll just read out who we've had and what, who's getting what. Mm-hmm. Rick from Starbase 66 and Sarah, who wanted the appendix. I'm just going to give them both all the internal organs. They can just fight amongst themselves. They, you know, the internal organs are theirs. Otherwise, well, it, we're taking theirs, right? That's that's the yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. We're Take a little bit of each. We're having theirs, so <laughs> we're just going to splice and dice both of theirs. A man with a very posh name, Matthew Nesbark-Antley. Ooh, hyphenated as well. <laughs> He's given us our his right elbow, so we got that. Anna from Indiana, who does the Jacob's uh, Cabin Lost podcast. Yep. She's given us her hair, which is cool. Uh, Ross from Creeping with Armstrong, he's given us his eyelashes. Apparently he's got very nice eyelashes. Aww. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Altax, who won our competition, who, when was that? That was March, wasn't it? Uh, Easter it was, yeah. It was it Easter, yeah. He's given us his forehead. I don't know if he's a nice forehead or a, a bad forehead, but his forehead anyway. Uh, S.W. Redman, his eyeballs. Apparently he's got rubbish eyes, so he's given us his eyeballs. So we're walking around with a man with boss eyes. But we've got nice eyelashes. Yeah, yeah, the eyelashes top it off, I suppose. (laughs) Donald Jr. from Donald is Lost podcast. He's given us his six-pack abs. Ooh. Very cool. (laughs) And Timbo T. on Twitter, he's given us... He gave us a choice of either leg, so... Do you want the left or the right? What one do you want? Uh, let's go left. Okay, right, we got his left leg. And I'm going to chuck in my ankles, because I've got rubbish ankles. I always keep bending on them, and they keep pulling ligaments when I'm playing football. So, you, yeah, that's it. can have my ankles. Any others? No, that's it. That's it so far. So, anything else? I think we need another leg. We need another arm. And 
go back and listen to the other podcasts. You, you'll find them there. So I think there's only a week or so left on this, I suppose. Yeah. Yep. One or two episodes. What should we do? One or two episodes. I'll say until uh, before the release of episode 40. Okay, cool. So it'll yeah. be closed. Get it all in. Yep. We remind you on Twitter as well. If you hear this and it's just before, just stick it in. It's fine. You know, we read emails at the very last minute here sometimes. So it'll probably make. <laughs> we file them away a lot and then put them together later. Uh, yeah, that's the human bod- bombast at the moment as it stands. <laughs> I was curious to see what people will do because I always have these discussions with my kids and, and wife and all about like when you play Hangman. You've played the game Hangman, right? Where you try to guess the word and you draw a little figure. Yeah, yeah, of course I've. Alright. What do you draw? Do you draw you draw body, head, left arm, right arm, left leg, yeah. right leg? Yeah. Sometimes you have to go for the feet as well. So you feet, then the hands, and you get fingers and upper arm, lower arm. You know, sometimes it gets to be a little uh the guy's dead already here. Yeah. <laughs> but he's swinging away, he's he's suffocated. But you know, my my kids are the kings of that, like, no no, I've got uh nine more fingers. You no, know, there's three bones in my you, ear. You can't. <laughs> you can't do fingers. You can't do faces. You have to do the head. You have to do the belly, body, belly, body, arms, legs, feet, and then that's it. You don't do hands. Surely you can't go into. No, you can't go into hands. Or do you do? Well, then why do you do feet? Okay, you do circles for hands. I don't know. Do we do hands or not? I would say it depends on the you know the level. I would go head, body, arm, leg, arm, leg. I mean, if you're doing a four-letter word with, you're doing boat with a little kid. You know, yeah. A, a T, I mean, they should be able to get that. If you're doing uh, things with, like, other adults and, you know, <laughs> the word is ingenious. Okay, then you can start to go. Well, even that. Ingenious has an N, an E, an I repeated. Yeah. I'd, I'd go for hands, but circles for hands, but no, no bloody fingers, no eyes, no nose, no mouth. No, no yeah, I'm breasts, not a fan of the no face. Or I'll genitals. do two X's sometimes if I'm oh, the eyes. feeling generous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's after he's suffocated, though, as he's swinging away. Yeah. Poor little fella. How come he's dead already? He's dead. <laughs> on Twitter, did you see my uh, picture of a certain drink on my journey? Yes, I did. Well? Yes. The pussy drink. Would you drink it? What would it taste of? This is one of those unfortunately named products. Yeah, there's lots of little things that I could have thrown out. I've always wanted to be in a room full of pussy. Then <laughs> it was it was a huge wall full of it. I don't think they've sold any of it, but it's it's a, an energy drink. And I'll put it on Twitter. I'll put it on my Facebook. I'll stick it on the uh, Bombast Podcast Facebook page. Become a fan. Become a fan here and now. Um... Yeah, I I wouldn't drink it, to be honest. I don't know why. I just I think it's a bit of a cheesy little, very chavvy sort of name for a drink. Have you gone to the corporate website? Uh, I let Amanda do that, to be honest. I weren't going to type in pussy into Google, because I know exactly what I'll get. And I, I don't want that coming up on my computer. Thank you very much. I just wonder if there's like advertisements for it or anything. Like, uh, I think it's... I'll put it in the show notes anyway, but I think it's pussydrink.com yeah that's all I can add to that <laughs> right. I just, it's just no you can't name a drink that because you know what did it, did it have a fishy aroma as you crack open the can alright you're, you're going you're going I, 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 <laughs> I don't know 
I'm up a gum tree without a paddle at the moment. So. All right. I watched. Uh, started watching Battlestar Galactica. By the way, have you seen any of that? No, no. It's on my to-do list, but I need a time when there's nothing good on television. Yeah, that's really good. I'm really surprised on how good that is. I've just done season one, and I'm dipping my toe into season two now. And if you're a fan of space and Star Wars and Star Trek and all that malarkey, then yeah, definitely uh, try and watch it. Yeah, I've heard it's very good, so I'm looking forward to going into it. But, like, right now, I know uh, Marianne doesn't have an interest in that, so we've kind of been hitting older shows that, like, we started watching Heroes. Uh, But it's tough. Like, when you hear, I've heard bad things about later seasons of Heroes. You know, that it starts great, and then it fizzles a little bit, and then... I tried to watch season two of that, and I just couldn't get into it at all. I've heard that's one of the the inferior seasons. Oh. It's not that I'm looking for, like, a, another Lost kind of thing. I just like having shows that, that I can throw on and enjoy. I, I really like watching Fringe. And I, if you're looking for a show that's completely episode-independent, where you, you can watch and then you miss three weeks, come back, and, and feel just fine, there's a show, Better Off Ted that I really like. It's a just 30-minute comedy show. It's, it's really good. Never heard of it. It's like Arrested Development in terms of the style of comedy. I've never seen that either. That's good. Arrested Development is very funny. It is kind of episodic. It, you know, you kind of tells a story that continues. The only thing that I was disappointed with is, I mean, they canceled the show, and it's not like they canceled it and yanked it off the air like they do now. Yeah. They kind of announced... We're only making four or five more episodes of the show, oh. and you can just feel like the plot kind of go slam on the brakes and the hard left, and they even kind of make that Austin Powers kind of talk to the audience, a little wink, wink, nod, nod, like, I guess I should cancel my plans for February, huh? You know, those kind of little... Uh, but it's, it was still very good, and you're left wanting more. Is it from the 90s? Uh, early aughts. Right, okay. Early 20s. Because, um, got Amanda, um... This Life, and that's from the very early 90s. That's, uh, I think it was on the BBC. But it's a, a group of 30-somethings trying to make their way in the world, buying a flat, and it's very British, very 90s, very, um, how do you say, very Brit-poppy, very cool Britannia. Yeah. And every time there's like background music, it's either a, a band called Castle or Oasis in the background, you know, giant away. It, it's so 90s, it's, it's unreal, but it's really good. But they only made only made two seasons of it, and I think the first season only has six episodes in it. Hey, this is Paul Goble, host of the Paul Goble Show, and you're listening to Apotheosis, a a something of a bombast. I don't fucking know. I was actually going to uh, kind of mention as a site for today. There's a, a collection of they call them trailer mashups, where they take like the audio from like Avatar. But then they use the video from Fern Gully or the Smurfs or something, you know. So they recut footage of this other this other movie or TV show, yeah. and it makes it sound like you know they're advertising it in a completely different style of film. Like there's one that's Wally and the Watchmen. Right. So it's okay. the video from Wally and uh, the audio from you hear Rorschach talking from the Watchmen trailer, and it uh, has this okay. whole different kind of feel of like. Um, you know, the robots are taking over the world and who will rise <laughs> up to save us. And, you know, it's some of them are really cleverly made. There's a thousand of them on YouTube, but there's a, a website we'll put in the show notes that's, 
It's uh, best trailer mashups of all time. You can find it at www.urlesque.com and you just search within the site the best trailer mashups of all time. And so they've got like Avatar and Ferngully, you know, The Matrix and Fight Club. Some of them are great, some of them are kind of silly. Yeah. And then the other thing is because they're really all just YouTube links at the end of the, the video, then you have all the related videos. Some are clever, some are kind of, eh. Oh, okay, cool. But that's the kind of thing. When I was little, when I was, when I was in high school, that's what I wanted to do. Uh, you know, Before the internet and all this stuff, the the two things I wanted to do most of all were to either work on like a kid's show like Sesame Street or uh, you know how when you watch a sporting event, whether it's Formula One or football or tennis or Olympics or whatever, they have that montage of like s- scenes and then music in the background and just yeah. as the music builds, they crash or they do this, or they you know. I, I wanted to do that kind of syncing of audio and video. I thought that would be so great. Like NFL films was was the big thing here. Yeah, I like all that sort of stuff. It's like the atmospheric after England have walked out of the World Cup again and then they've got like a sad song and everyone's crying and oh, it gets all emotional. The music builds and then they score a goal and they cut to... Yeah, just... I, I always thought that would be great to do and I know there's plenty of opportunity to do it. It's just then I was... I could have either made that a career path and got all the right resources and all the skills for it. Yeah. And I had free time. <laughs> and now it's like, okay, I could try to teach myself how to use all these tools and rip things from my DVDs and all, but... I, Steep learning curve there. Yeah. Getting old. <laughs> so anyway, that'll be in the show notes, and we definitely encourage you guys to check that out and a lot of the other links we've talked about today. Cool. I'll ask the listeners if they don't mind... Are there any songs that you sing along to that you don't know the words to? Because there's a couple that I I want to bring up in maybe the next episode or the episode after that. But you know, we'll, we'll see what we can do with it anyway. But yeah, send us any any songs or lyrics that you get wrong when you sing along to a song or listen to a song, or stuff that you thought was a lyric and it turns out to be totally different. Well, should we wrap it up there? Yeah, I think that's good. So. uh... What do you think the moral was of today's podcast episode? Sometimes you have to go for the feet as well. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good to me. All right. So you know where to find us on Twitter. We're at SHC1970 or Elton McManus, all one word. The email is bombastpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, that's great. You can also visit our site where the show notes are. Yeah. Oh, thank you to everyone who's done a uh, review recently. Uh, if I remember, remind me. I'll read them out next time we do a show. But thank you very much, guys, because well, we need them just to get up the charts a little bit and just to show our faces and go, woohoo, we're here, guys. Yeah, we appreciate it. It's our way of knowing that people are listening and, and appreciating it. And it was funny because when you're on iTunes, you only see the things within your nation's store. And so I actually kind of logged into the Europe site or the UK site and I found a whole bunch of reviews I had never seen. And, you know, then you go to like Korea, you go to Australia and it's like, oh, cool, there's a review in uh, Denmark. And Mm. it's a shame iTunes does it that way that you can't see the whole collection at once. Yeah, it'd be nice to see them all. That's next on the list when we are in charge of the world. (laughs) Tweet (laughs) iTunes so that you can see all the reviews from all the nations. Yeah, swap New Year's and Christmas around and tweak iTunes. Mm Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> this list right. is getting longer by the 
minute. I know. We'll have to maybe we'll have to put someone in charge of that. Yeah, we'll have to delegate it. Someone probably Matt Colleen, I'd imagine. Yeah. He can do it. <laughs> Super producer. Much. All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate uh, you sticking with us for this next year of 2010 and hopefully beyond. And uh, if you are a fan of the show Lost and you haven't checked it out already, please do check out our other podcast. Uh, 100% spoiler free for season 6 it's Rethinking Lost on iTunes and on Podbean cool so we'll see you in uh, another week or so thanks a lot guys I'll see you later thanks bye bye hi honey yeah I just got it it's terrific it looks like uh, some kind of a bird in a a tree oh you, you don't say a partridge huh well, it's great. Uh, well, of course it was a surprise, honey. I, I was expecting a hat. Well, y- you know, I have been dropping some broad hints about, about maybe getting a hat. Oh, no, this, this is much better. It's, it's like two gifts in one. I mean, I, I get the partridge, and, and I get a, uh, a tree. <laughs> well, okay, thanks a lot, honey, and Merry Christmas. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Hi, honey. Yes, I, I got the calling birds. Yeah, the man just dropped them off. Well, well, they're great. You know, they, they go well with the three French hens and, and the two other things. I, I don't know what they are. I, I got them on Wednesday. They, they look almost like a half a turtle and a half a dove. Tur- turtle doves, huh? I, I never heard of them. No, I appreciate it's a unique gift, but, but the thing is, I, I now have ten birds, and I'm not really a bird person. As you know, honey, I'm more of a, well, a, a hat person, really. On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me seven swans to swim and six geese to lay and five gold rings. Four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Hi, honey. Honey, we have to talk. No, no, you're being very generous. It's just... No, I, I like the five gold rings. They, they were great. Nothing wrong with that gift at all. It, it's just that the next day, it, it was right back to the bird. Holy Lord! Get back! Oh, no! Well, well, I'll tell you what that noise was, honey. It, it turns out that geese and French hens are natural enemies. Now, now, no more birds. Well, I don't know, honey. How about, how about eight hats a hatting? On the tenth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Ten lords a leap and nine ladies dancing, eight maids a million. Hi, honey. Yes, yes, it was quite a surprise. No, no, they're not birds, are they? They're, they're, they're people. Well, I, I guess everybody's happy, honey. That the maids of milking are having a little trouble. Well, I'll tell you why, because, as you know, I live in a one-bedroom apartment, and, and I don't have any cows. Well, right now, they're, they're trying to milk a swan. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me 
Twelve drummers drumming, eleven pipers piping, ten lords a leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids a milking, seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five gold rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a. Honey, I think we should see other people. And a partridge in a pear tree.